everyone, and welcome back to the 17th Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. It's me, Ty. We're back with, wow, episode 17. Awesome. And we have a guest. Yes, we do. We have the great direct-to-video connoisseur, hey. a.k.a. Matt. How's hey, it going? Thanks for having me back on. Good. How are you guys doing? Great, great. Happy you're back. Thanks for coming back on. Yeah. <laughs> always, always a great time. Always a great time on the show. I was like, I, <laughs> on. Um, uh, and yeah. we're cutting you off. Like, yeah. <laughs> cut your mic. But um, <laughs> so um, we have some good segments. We have um, a bit of feedback we want to read. We have a pretty good topic, I think, today of talking about one of our favorite people. Of course, that would be Florence Olamas. Um, <laughs> But what I want to do is start off with our cliche of the day um, segment. Cliche of the day. It's cliche of the day. Um, and as I always say, this is not meant to be negative. You know, it's just it's a rhyming phrase that we can use to uh, talk about the things we love to see in these direct-to-video movies and action movies. And um, today, today's cliche is the front desk man, meaning. <laughs> Whenever the baddies go into a building, like whether it be an office building, apartment building, there's always the people who are the guarding the place. Oh, yeah. Whatever, wherever the baddies are breaking into, there has to be like the opening receptionist, front desk person, night watchman, whatever it may be. And um, they always get it, end up getting shot. (laughs) These poor, poor people are probably working for minimum wage and end up getting shot by the baddies. So does anyone have anything they would like to say about that? Well, go ahead, Matt, or me or whoever. <laughs> you know, what, what, what I was thinking about with that, too, is that I feel like the people who make the movies, they've probably encountered some, like, wool-crazy stickler of a desk front desk person who, like, wouldn't let them up to see their friend in an apartment or wouldn't let them go up to see someone in, in, a, in an office building or made them show the right – you know, stuff like that, which, I mean, again, the person was probably just doing their job, but maybe they're doing it a little too well and they rub someone <laughs> the wrong way. So, like, this is their way to get back, right, is to have – have the baddie come in with a silencer and, 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 and you know, plug a bullet between the eyes and, and be like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and, then, and I'll show you my ID next time here or something like that. Like, it was kind of smack to me as that, like somebody was getting revenge for, for a, a, a bad incident they had with a front desk person. Well, I just saw that in another movie. Yeah, I just, I'm trying now to remember the movie because, you know, it's live radio. I can't remember. But, you know, the desk, the desk man gets killed. It's like, of course you do. It's like, it's like you cannot come in here, sir. It's like I will now, and then just shoot them. And it's like, well, I mean, really you have to love that these these people are really fighting their corner. Like in other words, they really care about their job. You know, you know, it's like you're a night watchman in like a building, but you are gonna fight to the death to protect the people that are in that building. And you gotta love that. It's like that's really nice of the doorman. You know. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I would if it would be worth the bullet between the eyes for me. Um, yeah. With that. yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes you don't know, right? Sometimes they don't know. Like it's just like suddenly, you know, like I want to say, like didn't Vernon Wells in, in T Force? He, it, I think he, he, nobody really realized. I mean, obviously for me, if I see Vernon Wells walk into my office, I know I'm going to duck. Like I, I need, yeah. I'm going to hide behind the desk. Let him do what he's going to do. But I feel like this person didn't know that Vernon Wells was going to take the whole building hostage. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so he was, didn't know at first. He, right. He just wants to, you know, get his ID card. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes they don't know, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's like, you know, like, no, so you really can't go back here. And it's like, okay, well, you, you made me do it. You made me pull out the gun with the silencer and then take you out. Yeah, and then there's a classic noise. <laughs> <laughs> You bring up a good point because there is a range. Like sometimes you'll see like a crowd of really evil looking baddies in like black trench coats and sunglasses with shotguns that are walking in slow motion into the building. And you kind of know something bad might happen. Whereas on the other hand, it might be like a normal looking person who like talks to you for a few minutes, then shoots you with a silencer. So you kind of never know. It is always a silencer. It's never a shotgun while trying to be sneaky. So it has to be a silencer. That's why you're pew. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to a laser, which is pew pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't shoot people with lasers in these movies like regular bad guys. Well, not enough. Yeah. Not enough. We need more laser killings. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, and I think using the technology, it should be a 90s laser killing, like not this modern CGI. Oh, laser yeah. Killing oh, oh, yes, of course. Yes, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, the laser that's kind of kind of. One of those in-camera effects that's maybe blue or red. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you know they would make a, a, a sound that would be pew-pew. I think we've yeah. said in various reviews that they have the pew-pew lasers. Yeah. Those are the best kind of lasers. Yeah. That's what they sound like. <laughs> sure I don't are. have a laser yet, but well, I'm, assuming it would, <laughs> I'm assuming it would sound like that. Well, it would be weird if you bought a laser and it went like, and it yeah, yeah. Made a different kind of noise. You'd be very surprised by that, I think. I mean, maybe I'll have to buy a laser soon. I don't know where I'd buy one. I'll have to look it up online. Or... <laughs> you have to go on the dark web. I tried to go on the dark web. I did www.darkweb.com. Did not come up. And I did .org. Did not come up again. Yeah. It, it seems like the only thing, like, the only thing you hear about the dark web now is that um, – these companies that protect their identity are, are you know, like the, the, the credit reporting bureaus are on the dark web looking, you know, it's like, I feel like the dark web would do a good job of hiding out from these credit reporting bureaus to make sure. <laughs> that's, 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 like, that's like the least of their problems. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, they got Al Capone on tax evasion. So he's, you know, Al Capone, he could be on the dark web. He could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say Al Capone on the dark web. Okay. That's not <laughs> Um, okay, moving on to our next segment. Um, and unless anyone has anything more they want to say about the front desk, uh, these hardworking people that work at the front desk. Nope, uh, that they died, and well, I'm sorry. But <laughs> okay, okay R.I.P. Front desk man. All right, so now we're moving on to. Um, they should have been an action star. Oh, nice. Now I understand, Matt. You have one. Now we may we might have talked about this person, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So we will just forge ahead. And who do you have for us? Well, yeah. So so Ty and I came up with this one together because I think we were yeah. we were talking about the the movie that you recently posted on Instagram, Party Plane. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we were joking that that would probably be the 3 a.m. slot on uh, yes. on USA. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that um they would probably use like some fancy commercial editing to cut out some of the nudity scenes. So it's like. Like, you know, like, I think that's what they did a lot of times with those is sometimes they would blur them out, but sometimes it was like, oh, here's a commercial for the Craftmatic adjustable bed. And then yeah. uh, I yeah. mentioned Matthew Lesko, like, as the yeah. crazy guy with the, you know, what was it, like, question marks? Riddler suit. Kind? He, yeah, he looks like the Riddler. Yeah, he was, like, oh. running around screaming. And uh, we're like, oh, but maybe, you know, he could have been an action. I think we were talking about him possibly being a villain. That, that right, you, yeah, more of a villain. Right. And you had some, well, uh, you he had some is a lot like the Riddler, and I can completely see that. Like, I would think that maybe he vibed for that role that Jim Carrey played in that Batman movie. You know, it was the 90s. They should have gone with Lesko. He was at the height of his popularity. 
it should have been. It must have been a runner-up between Let's Go or Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just to correct the record, I think the Riddler has question marks. I think Matthew Lesko has dollar signs. Yeah, I I think so, and I think it depends too on, on the on the commercial. Sometimes they're like sequined dollar signs, like so they're, yeah. they're like well, he's stylish too, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's oh, like, very stylish. He's purple or green or both or orange. And he's like accosting people on the street too. And I, I was saying to Ty how like I would fall asleep watching these movies on Up All Night or whatever, and then just wake up at like you know three or four in the morning to him screaming at me to buy his book, and it would just be so frightening, <laughs> you know? It's just like this <laughs> jarring experience. And he looks like oh, a very man. odd man. It's like yeah. he's kind of a I forget what he is, like a crew cut, he's wacky glasses, and of course the Riddler suit. It's like, oh, who is this man? <laughs> Well, I can see why he could make an easy transition to a, a villain, you know, because he's already scared you, and he, that's kind of his stock and trade. Well, you had a line, right, for the hero to uh, maybe oh, yeah, kill yeah. Matthew Lesko right. in <laughs> a character, not in real life. To right, so, like, so, so if Matt, Matthew Lesko's the baddie, you know, the, the hero would shoot and be like, write this off or something yeah. like that. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, write this off. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I said something about having a dependent. It's like... <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope you have a dependent. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, we were talking about him like kidnapping the hero's lady, and um, you know, some of those things too. Like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna shoot your 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 boyfriend, and and you know, write the bullets off of my taxes, or something. <laughs> yeah. like cackle in her face or something. Yeah, that's good. That, that's good. And and the perfect hero that should have been an action star that we came up with, or I think Ty came up with this, is Scott Bakula. Yeah, I love Scott Bakula. It's so close because he's Quantum Leap. I know that's not his name, but it's like... <laughs> Remember when Quantum Leap jumped through the window? Yeah, yeah, that's Quantum Leap. His name is Quantum, right? <laughs> cool yes. yes. His, na- his name in the show is Quantum. Quantum L. Leap, I think yeah, is his name. L. Yeah, Quantum <laughs> Yeah. Um, but he should have been more... Oh, sorry. No, I, I agree with you that Quantum Leap or Scott Bakula right, should have been that. You should have been some of that, done some of these movies. Well, yeah, just, I mean, yeah, there might have been some light action on either Quantum Leap or any of his other projects, but we're talking, you know, maybe more grizzled. He has some beard stubble. He's, you know, he has to get revenge. It, it, you know, a, a more dark, a darker Bakula. The closest you're going to get is Lord of Illusions. Mm-hmm. So, I guess. I know it's a horror movie, but, you know, they have action-esque material. (laughs) And and speaking of which, this is the perfect time to say my line. I've been saying for years. Okay, here we go. How come no producer, no person in Hollywood ever cast him as Dracula? The posters write themselves. (laughs) Dracula as Dracula. Why did they not do that? I want to know why that never happened. Someone write in today if you have an answer. It's too good. Yeah, you're right. No, that's what it is, is it's too good. Yeah. Um, you get George it's Hamilton as Dracula. Why can't you get Scott Bakula as Dracula? Yeah. Or and, and he's doing Count Chocula, anybody. Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's, there's going to be a Candyland movie, supposedly. That ha- there could be a Count Chocula movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he I mean, does, what does he do? CSI New Orleans, right? And don't they set yeah. a lot of vampire movies in New Orleans? Yeah, they, yeah and, and Rice like, yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's perfect. He he could just be just stay down there. Just keep shooting. <laughs> yeah. I also go to Transylvania and Romania. Like, well, they they'd probably be shooting it there anyway because that's where they shoot all this stuff. Right. Right next door to the Steven Seagal movies. So it's like, <laughs> right. 
In Bulgaria, yeah. In Bulgaria. Wait, yeah. It was great storefronts like bookstore. And... Yeah, bookstore. An act of vengeance of uh, Tonio Bendes. He's like, it just says bookstore. It's like, yeah. you could just call it Barnes Noble or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just bookstore. And we need to know that badly that it was a bookstore. Like, was it really yeah. that germane to the plot that if we see this storefront that we have to know it's bookstore <laughs> and not like so-and-so and company or whatever? Right, just right. call it anything else. And call it anything. <laughs> That's not actually the, the first time that uh, a DTV movie has done that. Because if you remember uh, the Frank Zagarino movie, um, the time, oh, what is it? You mean, uh, dear. Deadly. Deadly. Oh, geez. Yes. Uh, you know, Control 5, Robert Vaughn. Yeah. Um, Deadly. Oh, dear. But I can, yeah. I'll do a quick look. But, but anyway, why... Yeah, while Ty's looking that up, there was a scene in that movie that we've always quoted where someone calls a bookstore and the woman answers the phone and goes, bookstore? Well, actually, that's American Kickboxer 2. Oh, um, oh, oh, well, that's what I'm thinking of, actually. Sorry. But, uh, the answer to the other movie is now I'm, I'm losing it again, is <laughs> Deadly Reckoning. And his, Deadly Reckoning. And they, these, you know, these punks kind of... Uh, <laughs> harass him and they call him book boy like right. okay book boy get that mixed up. yeah that's their big insult I guess he reads books and their big insult to him is book boy and they call him book boy several times in the movie what a burn <laughs> yeah, I guess but great American Kickboxer okay. too, which is a movie everyone should see if you haven't seen it because it's so awesome and so funny um, the, the woman answers the phone bookstore and that's just one of many wackadoo moments in that movie did we cut you off, Matt? There, I thought you were about to yeah, say sorry. No, 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 no. I was, I was gonna say you no, know, because I, I, I think um, American Kickboxer too. That's the one that introduced me to Evan Laurie, which is like, <laughs> yes. So it, that alone makes it one of my favorites because you know, <laughs> yeah. he's just a national treasure. He's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he totally is. So lumbering, such a lumbering meathead. You gotta love him. It's amazing he can kick and punch. You know, it's. <laughs> he, he, just, he seems like he's gonna fall asleep at every scene, and he's just like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna just beat up this guy." You know? He's very mellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just gonna punch. Yeah, maybe maybe a, a small high kick. It's like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Slash Gallagher, I think, was his most animated performance. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I want that to be my name. <laughs> yeah. I thought you wanted your name to be Quantum L. Leap. Well, that's too. And, of course, Hunter, uh, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter Slaughter. Hunter Slaughter, I want that to be my name. <laughs> yeah, this is very masculine and very threatening. Yeah, Hunter Slaughter, yeah. Just, well, if we make our own movie, we can call the hero Hunter Slaughter. <laughs> Getting ever closer to that one day. That's gonna be like, <laughs> who's that guy you saw in Riot? Uh, Matt, um, Matthew Reese. Oh, Matthew Reese. Yes. He could be the. He could be in Hunter Slaughter's out for revenge. Matthew <laughs> Reese. Well, not him of all people. <laughs> well, he's, it's a newer movie, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we were saying how like every movie has to have a Reese of some sort in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like this, well, usually the character there's a Reese for one of the characters, and there's other to actually have the actor be a Reese was 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 kind of a strange <laughs> case. Well, I mean, we well, got Dolph Lundgren, nerd or whatever in Riot. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, yeah, he's like an undercover nerd. Yeah, I can see that. Delayed, I think, is what it is. He's, he's, oh, he's, okay. He's pretending to be developmentally delayed when really he's 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 undercover. Well, because if you if you think every movie has to have a Reese, you know, uh, can't, 
are we eventually going to reach the point where it's like, you know, Matthew Reese and Reese Witherspoon and their Reese's Pieces story? I mean, you know. I would probably watch that. It'd be like that uh, McDonald's movie with Michael Keaton. <laughs> yes, that would be great. I never, I never thought of that. Or like a romantic comedy where they, they fall in love over Reese's Pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Reese's Pieces Perfect. of Love. Yeah. yeah, Reese's Pieces of Love. I, mean, how, I really hope Hollywood people listen to this show. We were so full of ideas. Yeah. Perfect just, product placement. Exactly. Yeah. New Bye Bye Love. Yeah. Well, that was all about McDonald's, Bye Bye Love, if you remember that one, Matt. Paul Reiser and like Randy Quaid go to McDonald's to pick up their children from a divorce all day. It's like, <laughs> hey, I think I do remember the Randy Quaid. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah it's mostly a Paul Reiser vehicle. Right. Just like, well, as you would expect and hope. Um, well, and, and let's not forget about Around the Bend, which you might have oh, mentioned before. But. Yeah, it's, it's all about Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, Christopher Walken and the gang, they go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, I want extra crispy. I used to have an impression. I lost it. But it's just, <laughs> he asks for extra crispy. He does not want regular chicken, uh, Christopher. So it's like... <laughs> I could try an, an, an impression, but it wouldn't be very good. So I mean, you're the impression. Man, wants to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay, what like would that sound like? <laughs> I must break you. I must break this chicken of KFC. So it's like. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so our next segment is. Oh, uh, I'm so close to my no, okay. Sorry. <laughs> me off my extra crispies. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Do, do it again. Okay. I must have extra crispy chicken. So. Okay, that was worth it. So now on to the topic of the day, which is, sorry, um, which is um, talking about our fan favorite, and you know him, you love him, Lorenzo Lamas. That's, yeah. So there's so much to say. We just, we picked out our, our favorite Lamas movies and maybe a couple of our not so favorite Lamas movies, and we're just going to talk about them. All yeah. Right. Do you want to start first? Do you want us to start first? It doesn't matter. I mean, I guess one thing I was going to say is like, oh, I think I, I, I discovered when I was going through this list is mm-hmm. that nothing really compares to Renegade when I look oh. at the movies. And I think I had to really change my expectations because um, that, that was how I really got introduced to Lamas was through Renegade. You know, and then it was like, oh, he's in movies too? Like, I can, you know, like you see with the video story, it's like, oh, this is the Renegade. This is, this is Reno Haynes and he's in this movie. And then, like, that was kind of how I was at X. Because I think I was a little young for Falcon Crest and those shows that he did. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, oh, wow, Renegade does stuff. And I, I think I've always held him to a, a Renegade standard, which is probably not fair to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, none, no movie he was ever going to do was going to be as good as Renegade. So um, I had to reset my expectations. That's one thing I realized is that I was hard on a lot of his movies when I reviewed them because mm-hmm. I was holding him to a, 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 a Reno Rainsian standard. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, did you get confused and want to con- uh, compare him to a Vince Blackian standard? Yeah, Vince Blackian. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was the hard part. It's keeping that straight, right? Is is you know is, is that? But I was like, I think I was telling Ty how my, my I would watch that show with my dad. And he would always call Bobby Six Killer Bobby Six Pack. Um, and so that was like his always. Oh, there was Bobby Six Pack. He's coming in to get some more beers or something like that. And so yeah, and then like yeah, he he could never keep those two straight. He he was like, who's Vince Black? And I'm like, no, that's Reno Rain. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a great thing to keep saying over and over again during yeah. every episode, all 110. Right. <laughs> Like you said, you're you're holding Lamas to a high standard with that. I had that same problem with Branscombe Richmond. I mean, Branscombe, you know, with his movie career, you can't uh, hold him to that high standard, you know. Right. (laughs) But um, 
Uh, all right. Uh, Matt, what is your first choice of a uh, Lamas movie that's a favorite of yours and you want to bring up today? This was a relatively recent one for me. The funny thing is, I I had thought I had always I I thought I had seen this movie, um, mm-hmm. and then discovered when I was doing my Gary Daniels list that I hadn't because I went to go look up my review for it and realized there was no review there. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's Final Impact. Um, oh, nice. The entertainment one. I, the thing I like about this is that one, I mean, I, I like the Lamas and I like the Lamas and, and Kathleen Kinmont um, aspect of it. But the other thing that's kind of cool is that you get to see like uh, a young <laughs> Gary Daniels. Um, a young Art Camacho in one of the fight scenes, a young Ian Jacklin in one of the fight scenes. So it's like kind of the the, the, the people that you grow to know is like PM heavies. They're in this in the, these like these um, and I think there were a few other people, a few other names that were in the the, the fights and the tournaments that um that that Michael Worth joined. Um, so it's kind of cool to see those names like in an early version. There's of course there's ridiculous aspects like the fact that Lamas runs a what mud wrestling strip club slash. <laughs> Uh, fight club. Um, and so there's what a, a career! Club. Right, exactly. He said he was making a lot of money out of it. He said he didn't need to fight anymore because he was, you know, he had kickboxing on one side and mud wrestling on the other, or oil oil wrestling, or whatever it was. So, I mean, yeah, and then of course the neon graveyard. You know, you can't. Yes, I love the neon graveyard. graveyard. A place right. we've been to. Right. Yes, we've been to the neon graveyard. Yeah, we've been there. And we asked that noob who will work there. <laughs> Uh, they shot Final Impact, and he said, well, I don't know. And it's like, yeah, you do know. You just didn't want to tell us the truth. Right. Or he just maybe didn't know about Final Impact, oh, which is... No. He just didn't want to make us happy in the sun. It's like... <laughs> what? But it's a I was to say it's a pretty amazing place if you ever get a chance to go there. I mean, it's not big; it's pretty small. But there's a, it's if you ever go to Vegas, it's definitely worth going to Neon Graveyard, even if you've never seen Final Impact. But especially if you have seen Final Impact. Yeah, I went to Vegas and I was like looking for stuff to do because I was there for like a week uh, visiting a friend. And, you know, after about two or three days, you run out of stuff to do there. So I was like, oh, if I had known about the Neon Graveyard, that would have been something to check out. (laughs) Yeah, no, that would have killed a, at least a couple hours, probably, because you have to get there and you walk around and then you leave. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cut and dry, but it's cool, you know. I say so it's a really good place to have a uh, like a fight scene. You know? Oh yeah. yeah, and I'll send you some pictures uh, on uh, Instagram message. So, yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, fun one. So number five, we have, I have body rock. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which we talked about and closed with uh, last episode. Yeah. We talked. I, I can let your body rock, body rock, break. Chili D. It's, Chili yeah, he plays Chili D. Right. Now I don't know if you guys have ever made this joke before, but um, uh-huh. is is Chili D is that short for like Chilliam David or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. (laughs) What else could it be? (laughs) Chilliam David. He goes by name Chili D. (laughs) Well, I can tell you we never made that joke before, but we did. I love it. He's not called Chilliam. (laughs) Really, I love it. Um, Yeah. Oh, this is a really underrated, underappreciated movie. And – it came out as a thorny MI VHS, if I am not mistaken, um, here in, in the U.S. And then uh, Anchor Bay released it on DVD. Both have been out of print for a long time. It really is a Blu-ray release. Anyone who's listening to this who releases Blu-rays, please release Body Rock. Um, it, it deserves singing the songs. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's a threat. Yeah, um, more of a threat than a, yeah, that's a threat, not a promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ty's going to keep singing it until someone releases it. It's like a hostage situation. Yeah, <laughs> I will sing a song every 30 minutes if they don't release this. <laughs> and the front desk man gets shot. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vanishing um, point. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, maybe that's why it hasn't come out yet on Blu-ray uh, because of the rights, maybe of yeah, the probably. songs. Um, but um, it, it's a great movie. It has that great New York street, you know, beat street yeah. kind of atmosphere, um, and and it features some great like musical moments and one of Ty's favorites, the sit-down dance. Yes, I love the sit-down dance. <laughs> Like you sit down, but then you're like jumping up. It's like I guess I can do that, but I don't feel like it. But, it's just like, oh, yeah. but anyway, it's a lot of fun and it's it's really good. Yeah, I had this as my my honorable mention. So this one, oh, was okay. like, it was in the five to six range. And part of it was I was I think I was saying to you, Ty, like I wasn't sure what to do with Body Rock for my list, like where I would put it. <laughs> so I, I initially had it at five, and I decided to take it off and have it as an honorable mention because um, oh, okay. I wasn't really sure what to do with it. But I it, it is it is definitely it, it needs a Blu-ray for sure. It's it's part of Lamas's oh, yeah. career oh, that I couldn't agree more. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, but I can see why you might have put it in your honorable mentions because I mean it's not an action movie. I mean he's not shooting, kicking, punching well, anyone. Well, that's is, the thing. I put that at the number five because I'll get to the punching and killing and shootings. Right. So like, <laughs> that's sort of the beginning. That's like before he was an action star, you know, so. Yeah. Um, before he was an action star. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. Jillian Davis, which I think is Jillian vice Davis. president in, uh, in our history. Um, <laughs> I think he was uh, Coolidge's vice president. Oh, he was. Coolidge and Chili. It makes sense. Yeah. Cool and chili. <laughs> wow, I didn't even do that on purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, back in the old those days, they called him uh, Cooley D. Cooley D. Cooley D. He did the sit down dance all the time. It's great. Who um, did the sit down dance? See, that's something <laughs> I would probably say. Well, I know this is, this is rapidly spiraling out of control. Um, <laughs> But um, okay, so we we both love Body Rock. Anyone who's listening to this probably has seen it, or if they haven't, they really should, and it's great. So, uh, Ty, what do you have? Um, number four. Next, I have the Rage with okay. you see and Roy Scheider. Yes, very abusive. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I love your abusive scale on your website. Right. Yes, it was. It was. It, it was, was high on the abusive scale. Yeah. Was, it, was that ten? What did you get that? Seven or eight or ten? I think I gave it a seven or eight on the abusive scale. Yeah, and and is that the one too where where Lamas cries? Yes. Because of yeah, because the FBI it doesn't mean what it stood for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you so only mean federal body that. inspector or female <laughs> right. yes. body inspector? Well, that's why he's really crying. Right. <laughs> that's what he usually does in these movies. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> but is that the one where there's Roy Scheider foo? Absolutely. It's great. Yes. You don't expect a 75-year-old man to beat up Lorenzo Lamas. But then you do see it, and you rewind it five times. <laughs> and it becomes number four on your list for that reason alone. Basically, that's why it's number four. If that scene wasn't in the movie, it wouldn't be the same. An honorable mention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was one my honorable mention. It was one another one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. I, 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 
I loved. I think that part of it was like, it was like the llamas of it was so goofy, but like the Busey and the uh, and the and the Shider was so great um, that yeah. It, <laughs> and of course, the other thing too is that like. It's there's two rages, right? There's the uh, there's the the Daniel's PM Entertainment rage, which is just like right, this amazing yeah. like PM Entertainmenter, and you've got this other rage that's just like, what is happening here? You know, kind of thing. Llamas <laughs> crying, Busey's got paint on his face, he's making funny faces, and yeah, and then the like growling at people or something. Right. It's like, yes. yeah. I watched it last year. I bought a copy last year, and it fell into that bomb cyclone snowstorm from 2019. So oh. it took about. It took about 40 days to get to uh, Connecticut, but it was worth it. Well, it's almost biblical. I had to get my abusive on. (laughs) Well, for those who might not know what that is, who's listening to that, why do you explain that? Well, so so I have my my abusive scale to determine how good Gary Busey is in a movie, and so depending <laughs> on it was, it was something that came up with my my a friend of mine and I um because my my friend loved Gary Busey um and so before I started the blog he would talk about this movie being abusive I actually I'm trying to remember if it was Gary or Jake Busey actually that he, uh-huh. he did for because it was like. Right, because we always get a kick out of Jake Busey in something, so that was always supposed to be kind of a funny thing. But yeah, he was like, "Man, this is really abusive." And so then when I started doing the blog, I was like, you know, using the abusive scale to determine, you know, because like, like if, if Busey's barely in the movie, right, it's very low on the abusive scale. Whereas like if he's he's in it and he's really just being Gary Busey all over the place, it's like it's really high on the abusive scale. I love that. I think he's yeah, kind of, great. Yeah. he was abusive a little bit, like maybe level three and. Oh great, Plato's Run. There you go. That's the title. Yeah. Like he's just kind of there. He's there. It's Busey, but he's not, you know, crazy classic Busey. Yeah, he he does. Does he do like kung fu or does he like do martial arts in the, in the woods, like training? And like there's these scenes where like some people or in a yeah. bar. And my memory wow. that no, it's not a last bar fight. fight. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, gotta, gotta have a. Like, well, that, that's a um, that's a um, Jeff Speakman film, yeah, right? Jeff Speakman yeah. and Roy Scheider. That's right, we're trying to again. He's back, right? Yeah. I think they must have. Just for anyone who's curious, uh, what would be like a 10 or what yeah. your highest rating is on the abusive scale? Like what's something where Gary Busey is just insane? That's a good question. What is the one? Why can't I remember the name of it? Um, Where he calls people butthorn. Oh, um, bulletproof? Uh, bulletproof. I think that's the one, right? I think that might yeah. be a 10 on the abusive scale because there's just so yeah, much going money. on with that. He's like he's spinning on like a humongous cheese wheel and, <laughs> and like I, I Mexico. That, exactly. I whoa, whoa, whoa! It's like what? I mean, that would make sense because you know anyone could just say normal words, but he invented the word butthorn, and I think that deserves at least a couple points. He said yes. it four or five times. So. That's like his thing. That's his. That's what he calls people. It's like uh, when Daniel Baldwin called people slappy and sparky in that movie. Yeah, Desert Thunder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I want to say that's the one. That's the um, bullet. What's the other? Eye of the Tiger might be one too. Um, that I one was a that. really. Yeah. yeah. I I think that could have been. Maybe it's th- those two probably stand out to me as really really abusive. Where you're getting <laughs> you're getting what you paid for when you see Busey on the on the tin. I mean, Point Break I guess is is close as well. I didn't even think of that. Um, you know, but yeah, for the DTV standard. Um, those, you know, and I, I love his his cameo in, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but I guess that's it's not enough for it to be really abusive the way like right. Those it's like a five. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, um, I don't want to make up your own abusive ratings. I just think that no. might be. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what happens. Like, I mean, you know, with 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 
Point Break, I just love the scene where Reeves is making fun of him about the, the surf wax. Because it's like, <laughs> it shows up as like mustache wax as well. And he's like, hey, imagine this guy's like waxing his mustache. And then, you know, and, and, and then he goes and robs the bank and something. And he's like making fun of Busey. And Busey's getting all angry with him about it. And, um, you know, Whoa, and then of course, yeah, mustache <laughs> wax. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> right. That's like, that character that Reeves plays in Point Break had the audacity to make fun of Gary Busey for, for coming up with the, with the surf wax theory um, by saying it's mustache wax instead. You know, they put in the whole wax like That was just so hilarious that, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that takes it up some notches on the, on the abusive scale. <laughs> But when he does his sayings, like, you know, he has these sort of like almost Zen master type sayings um, that must help too. like, I know there was a time when I I think it was on that show. I'm with Busey, which I'm sure you remember. Um, I talk to him all the time. I don't have any on on hand. I guess I can look it up. But I, I, I believe that was where he, you know, he was very solemn and very serious. And he said, fear, fear is not real. In fact, it stands for false evidence appearing real yeah. and, <laughs> and very, very deep. And so he, he has like these deep sayings and sometimes they go off the rail. Sometimes it's like I'm a tree and I go into the tree and like, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe he's a Keebler elf, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. and they they those, uh, those great chocolate cookies. So if they made well, a Keeper Bell movie with him in oh. it, that would be the best. <laughs> he would be Bobby like the king Keebler. of the elves. Yeah. Right. Bobby Keebler. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, he starts the factory. He's like a, a guy who starts the factory, and then he discovers that there are some elves that – you know, help like, why are all these cookies being made? I only have like two employees. Oh, wait a minute, we have elves. Yeah, this could be a great family movie. Hollywood, come on, we're we're cranking out the ideas today. There's another one for you. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome, Holly. <laughs> you can just call it Keebler. You know, just Keebler. Just Keebler. Um, well, didn't you write into another podcast and you asked if Nicolas Cage was a Smurf, Ty? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, wow, I'm a crazy person, huh? Um, so it's like, <laughs> so on the podcast, it's popular podcast. How did this get made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did um like an email or like you can ask a you know question. So I said, "Nicholas Cage Smurf," and they responded. It's like what? <laughs> they said, "What the heck are you talking about? You're crazy. You belong well, in the trash." Really like, like I belong in the trash. Like they said that. you belong in the trash for the not. Yeah, me. It's like why do I belong in the trash for that great question? It's like, yes, yeah, very funny. That's fine. It's like. <laughs> Well, to try to erase the sting of, of that, uh, no, Matt, what's your next? I'm not mad or anything. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, totally not like mad and angry. Oh, I hate that. No, make fun of that. That's funny. It's well, I guess when you write into a podcast with like comedians and you say something silly, you, you might get a response of that nature. For sure. I had to pick something really crazy that fast. It's like, uh, Nicholas needs a smurf. So it's like... <laughs> No, you're you're plotting your revenge, right? You've got your your script in hand for the movie where a guy goes into a, a studio where people are recording a podcast, where a bunch of hipsters are recording a podcast, <laughs> and then the silencer just like pew 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 just takes them all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in the script. Um, yeah, we gotta so, go back to we gotta go back to llamas. <laughs> so, so my number four, what I had was a, yeah. I had Snake Eater two. Um, oh, the drug buster. 
Yeah, people. I know a lot of people really liked Snake Eaters. I, I, I remember Kenner told me Kenner from Movies in the Attic said that it was his favorite llamas. Um, oh. You know, for me, the whole digression with the with the, the Estane Asylum thing was a little bit weird. It was like a little bit too much. Where he, he was like he was like living in the Estane Asylum, right, and then like breaking out and solving crimes and then going back in to the Estane Asylum. Um, that was a little bit over the top, but the action in it was good, and it was a, a lot of offbeat stuff, which I think Llamas does offbeat better. I mean, yes, I mean, you know, Rage is a good example where he did serious, really funny, where he's, like, crying and stuff like that, and, you know, you know, you don't know what to make of it, but I think Offbeat is a better play for him. Like, he's, it, it, it works with his style a little bit better, so, so that was why that one worked a little bit better for me. I totally agree, and I think he should have done more Offbeat stuff like that. I think he, he, he can do that. Yeah. Well, I know we have there's Snake Eater 3, which is, has Bam Bam Bigelow. So it's like, <laughs> and also, <laughs> Which is the one, or maybe it's all three, where he has a vehicle that we call the boater cycle, which I is like a, he's in the first one for first sure. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just just wanted to get that out. But the, his partner, his black partner, is named Speedboat. So. Oh, okay, right. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think his part two, I think, also has Horshack from a. Uh, oh, um, nice. Not Horshack. No. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. Yeah, Horshack. Yeah, you're right. Horshack. Right, Horshack. Or yeah, yeah, Robert, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, you just, it's hard to see him in anything and not just be like, Mr. Kata, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it was, um, but it just, you know, anytime I, I think whenever I see, I mean, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, of course, does a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, he did a lot of PM Entertainment stuff, so it's not quite the same. Um, but yeah, Horshack, it's like you see him in something, it's always fun. <laughs> Including the Friday the 13th movie where he's in the beginning and it's like, Horshack is going to be fighting Jason and this is crazy. Well, just like um, Horshack also fought uh, Dustin Diamond or Screech in celebrity boxing yeah, all those years ago. Right, and like so. Screech is like a trained like martial artist though. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, a sentence. You, would <laughs> you, you would think maybe Mario Lopez or Zach Morris would be a trained martial artist. Right, but, but yeah, if you watch, if you ever see, if you ever get a chance to see the Lifetime movie that is like kind of like the behind this, it's like a Lifetime movie about Saved by the Bell, but told by Screech. Um, he like sets <laughs> up some guy that makes fun of him using his martial arts, and he's like, "That's so funny." I mean, the the stuff that they talk, he talks about how he got the shaft in there. It's actually kind of funny where they're like, "We're gonna send you guys out to 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 meet the fans," and so it's like you know Zach and Kelly get to go to Paris, and you know somebody else, get, and, and then it's like, "Oh, and and Screech, yeah, we're gonna send you to Gaithersburg." you know, South Carolina or something. <laughs> and it, like, it's like having to go there to meet people where everybody else is going to these really fancy, nice cities and, and, and you know, like in these luxury hotels and stuff. That's well, that's what I was going to say. He probably angrily, you know, pumped iron in a in Cape Fear fashion because he was just getting madder and madder at his treatment. So it kind of makes sense that he knows martial arts and also was in like a, a band and um, also an adult video. Uh, what a life. But I was going to say that, and, and like Kate Fear, he can't put like love and hate on his knuckles. Oh, wait, that's not even the hunter. But, <laughs> or is that Kate Fear? Uh, or both. It might be both, actually. Yeah. But you can't put Screech on one hand. <laughs> Zach and Kelly are on this. So Zach and Kelly right. work, but not Screech. Right. It would be Street and then the C-H is the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um,. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. and we talk about Screech. But... One more thing, Ron Polillo, um, I believe, has passed away. Yeah, and, oh, really? and oh, uh, he uh, and he lived in Cheshire, oh. Connecticut, which is uh, one town over from kind of where we yeah. where Ty lives and where I used to live. Um, so he's sort of a a local celebrity oh, in this that, area. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So it's almost like Ernest Borgnine. Like it's sort of like yeah, exactly. We have yeah. Ernest Borgnine Park right in Hamden, Connecticut. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. really much of a park. Right. Well, he deserves better. But, you know. sure. Basically, a patch of grass, but yeah. it says Ernest Borgnine Park. <laughs> there is a sign that says Ernest Borgnine Park. So they're they're very proud. He did go to our high school or my high school, yeah. um, Hamden High School. Um, all right, so uh, Ty, what what do you have next on the llamas list? Okay, blood for blood. Oh, okay, yeah. here we go. <laughs> Survival is the best revenge. So that's the tagline. <laughs> oh, I thought you just came up with that. Well, I that's what I say in life anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the tagline. Survival is the best revenge. Like you yeah. just say that. To Survival anybody. is the best revenge. Well, that's like. <laughs> now is this the one where um he, he's cambodian or he's fighting cambodians yes yeah he's come down he's Kip, Kim, cambodian cambodian <laughs> right. yeah, john kang is his name right <laughs> perfect casting yeah. well it shows he has range i'm thinking mako is in it right yeah mako he's in a banana outfit or something what <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't remember what? that? I don't, what? I don't remember that. Mako's in a banana outfit? Yeah, it's, well, we watched it a while ago, so I, I haven't, I just have, a, just got a copy, but uh, I haven't watched, rewatched it. I remember Mako's in a banana suit and saying, well, try some bananas. <laughs> you better have a darn good reason why this isn't number one on your list. Mako I don't know banana why it's not number one. Who can top that? I didn't you? even mention it in my review. I can't, how did I miss that? Yeah, he he definitely has a banana suit, right? I, I think it's in the <laughs> yeah. now I'm second guessing my banana suit. This is a sentence and a half. But <laughs> that's why people tune into this podcast. They this is you make those in a banana suit in a movie. <laughs> well, no, just to hear you say like, what did I do with my Mako banana suit? <laughs> I have it. I have his banana suit now. <laughs> yes, and, and Gary Busey is king of the Keebler elves and um, what, all sorts of other insane things. Um, yeah, so, yeah, but Blood for Blood is a really good Lomitz action movie. Yes, it really is. All, all banana suits aside, this is like one of his best uh, action movies. Yeah, and it I, I I likened it to Samurai Cop when I wrote because it's just it's so like like I mean, I, I can't believe I how do I, I I must uh, just like I I missed the, the the helicopter explosion and um, Siege of Firebase Gloria uh, I found I just like looked away when it happened and 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 um and and that's when it happened I probably missed it I probably I, I found out that I'm not paying attention to these movies as well as I should be and I'm missing things that like, like probably the, the, the banana suit I probably was like looking away texting something or you know whatever and, and you know there's the banana suit just kind of it's like those movies you know where somebody's like oh where is so and so and then it shows them like passing by behind them you know it's like you know like oh there's this banana suit appearing on the screen while I'm looking away and completely missing it. That figures, you know, the one second you look away, there's Mako in a banana suit. It's like, you know, like when Homer turns away from the sugar and there's that guy, you know, the one second he he looks away, that's when the guy steals the sugar, you know. Right. If only the sugar was as sweet as you, sir, as Hans Molman says, right? Yes, yes. Um, but, but Blood for Blood, yeah, that that's in the top rung of Lama's actioners, I would say. Yeah, it, it was a fine. It was also a um a, an honorable mention for me. It was one that was kind of like I, 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 I enjoy. I mean, if I had known about the banana suit thing, I think it probably would. It's like I swear. I'm gonna I, double check the banana suit. Any regrets um, about that? Yeah. Well, the, don't I might actually have an answer to that. Um, <laughs> I might have mixed up my movies with Mako. Oh. Um, just the he's actually in the banana suit in Red Sun Rising. 
He's not in the plan suit and blood for blood. Well, okay. I corrected that. Yeah, I corrected that because I don't want to be wrong back. about my banana suits. You know? <laughs> well, he does wear funny outfits though in Blood for yeah. Blood. Like he's got like like um I think like like there was one that looked like he'd be like selling like Hawaiian ices or something like that, like shaved ice or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the outfits, he had like yeah, Hawaiian shirts and everything. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he says uh, uh, yeah, and the, the it's like a shirt he's wearing, Mako. It says I am the big banana with a large picture of a banana <laughs> with matching banana print pants. So this is Red Sun Rising, if I didn't already say it. So with Don the Dragon or Donald the Dragon. <laughs> so what you're saying is he had a banana themed outfit, yes. but it wasn't quite it, a banana suit. It wasn't a banana suit. It wasn't a banana suit. So we could cut this whole thing out now. It's a banana <laughs> no, I'm keeping this in because so it's go ahead. I don't care. It's, it's totally nuts so it's still funny that he's still wearing a banana shirt with banana print pants. Well, of course it is. Yes, of course. I, just, I, I, really, I get like pictures. Yeah. He had a suit. Like I, I guess that was in my mind when I saw that his outfit there. It's like, oh, he's wearing a banana. Was yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny how the mind plays tricks on you. You know, one it's day not, you're watching Red Sun Rising, and the next minute you think, oh, remember when Mako had that banana suit? I think they call that the Mandela effect. Yes, and that, understandable. It's the Mako effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because Mako is hard to keep track of because yeah. he's very seldom the star of a movie. Yes. And 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 he's in so many things as well. So it's like you 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 know because like you know James Liu is another person I think who was in both of those movies, Red Sun Rising and yes, Blood. Yes, absolutely. Blood. So yeah. It's, it, you know how do you keep track of all that? And you you and when you review so many, it's it's it really is. It's you know Mako would be you know he's someone that I think. You'd never know what you reviewed of him. You'd have to go through and like, you know, hope you had him tagged and and. and no, that's <laughs> a good point. It's a great point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we usually do, but yeah, it's true. He it, both him and James Liu never. I mean, James Liu was the main bad guy in um, American Ninja wow. Five. American Ninja Five, but beyond that, he, you're right. He never was like a main leading man. You yes, know? he was though. Cause that that would be he could definitely pull it off. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're right, Mako, James Liu, and um, to a certain extent, James Hong, you know, they have these bit parts almost. Um, so much. They're just in so many movies that it's, it's not like Eric. I mean, Eric Roberts might be kind of the same thing where it's, it's hard to keep track, but it's like, you know, with, 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 when you look in the 90s, though, Eric Roberts was not doing the number of movies that these guys were doing in the 90s, where it just seemed like anytime a direct-to-video movie was being made in L.A., they just called one of the – it's like almost like they had them on, on the, the Rolodex, like, hey, you busy? No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, we're going to need you in this part. Yeah, no, it's true. They, they were in so many of them. And, and the same thing with Simon Rhee and uh, a lot of these guys. And if they weren't in front of the camera, they were doing stunts. You know, they were doing martial arts choreography. They were doing something. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 totally understandable that you'd you'd mix up when we <laughs> mix mix up your Mako film. Yeah, you to do that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've been vindicated. It's like mixing up Amco and Mako. You know, one paints your car and one does the muffler. You know. What about yeah. the Pet Boys? You know, it's like, <laughs> well, the action stars. One of them actually is Mako. You know, oh. spelled M-A-A-C-O. Right. It all connects back. Yeah, yeah it does. Like, whoa. <laughs> that would be great. I like, was the pep boys that are in action movies like you know like uh, and, and featuring the pep boys you know and <laughs> yeah. it's like, like, like they just go in and they fight it's like what is it like um the hansen brothers and in, in slap shot it's like the pet boys you know and like the they, pep boys, and they like, run over start, people they just start wailing on people yeah, exactly. yeah manny moe and jack those are their names 
they can just uh, beat up people or they can fight like Billy Blanks or something and introducing the pet boys. Right. The pet boys are fighting Billy Blanks. I mean, yeah. the, 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 just so the audience knows, we're not on drugs. You no, know, we're not on drugs. We're not on drugs. There's no alcohol. It's just the green no alcohol. Imagination. There's no drugs. No mind-altering substances whatsoever. No. Nope. Just no. imagination. Just imagine. Yeah, yeah I, I'm even. I'm only drinking water, even so. It's not even caffeine. I had my coffee earlier today, so it's it's not even that. It's just water. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's imagination. So, just makes you think of whatever you want, and yeah. you can now say it on a podcast. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so it's um, good. Great technology. So, so assuming we still have listeners, Matt, what yeah. is your next um, uh, Lamas title you would like to share? Number three, right? We're going with Viper here. Um, the, oh, okay. the flipping over the car scene. <laughs> yes. Uh, that of course gets you in there. Uh, it's it's you know I, I think it's it, it does have its slow moments, but I think overall it, it really does the trick. Um, it you know I think it's just it's just good '90s llamas. I think <laughs> Travis Blackstone. Right, exactly. It's which which is close to the Vince Black, right? When you when you yeah. do Travis Blackstone, you're 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 bordering on renegade territory with that. It's name. very renegade. The movie's very renegade. <laughs> right. So um, that might yeah. be coming back in our list. So yeah, so. I I think that the flipping over the car is just that that's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it just because it's it's it, it just it just happens. It's just like he just, he just you know it, it just all of a sudden and it's not even like he, he just jumps and like you know the car goes underneath him. He flips and he's like upside down and he's got his gun in his hand still and shooting. Yeah, and, and they just were just like here, you, this happens and it it, it, it it just it it made the movie you know because you're like you're watching standard Lama's action and then and, and it's one of those things too where if you're not paying attention like like Mako in a banana suit you could miss it and, and it doesn't happen so quick and it's like what was that what did, and, and you know it's like those rewind the movie moments where you're just like, yes. what's going on here what was that it's just perfect yeah. I had to rewind it at least a couple of times <laughs> well because he, heretofore as you're watching the movie Travis Blackstone was not established as having superpowers <laughs> right he was just a regular cop or whatever it is he was. And then all of a sudden he has like a 25 foot vertical leap and like, <laughs> why? And it just, it, just the fact that they did that is just so awesome. I just, why not? why not? And it's not like he has superpowers later either. You know, it's not like he can, you know, he can suddenly jump later on in the movie like that. That's no, he point. just doesn't do that jump again. Right. No, no. Well, you know how they say like when like, you know, people can summon like super strength from themselves, like a mother, and she sees her baby strapped under a car, and she can lift the car. Or like lift like, a train or something. It's like, oh, I got you. Yeah, and it just, it's just like a normal person. Maybe it's like that. Maybe he was under such stress, he like just found out he could spring up, uh, spring like up like super jump. Yeah. <laughs> But he flips as well, which he is flipped, you know, yeah. it's like because, and that gives you the sense that he's done this before because he's flipping. Like, 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 like if he just went to the vertical leap and like, whoa, I can't believe I just did that. That's crazy. The adrenaline, was, you know, like he's just like doop doop, and yep. then like, he just like, jumps right back down too. Like, and now he's back to regular llama's feet. Exactly. Yeah, like he's done it before. Like, okay, time to execute move number three, and then he just right. does the thing he always does. Yeah, he didn't, like show him practice that because it would be a spoiler. It's like a, it's a surprise. We could have just done it one more time, but it's one time is good. Come on, we're, 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 we should be happy to have that one time. I know, I'm very happy. That's why it might be a certain number on this list. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, speaking of certain numbers, Ty, what is next number for you? Number two. 
So our number two pick is Bounty Tracker. No way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like we have a match. My number two as well, I guess. <laughs> All right. Llamas with a mustache. Two nope, llamas. That's is... Jeff, sir. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. He, he plays uh, well, cop, right? No. Johnny Damone, isn't that his name? Wait, is he? Uh, is, that's when he's in Boston, right? Originally. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's like, he, he does. I thought he has a mustache or a goatee. I don't remember. Go, I only has a fake mustache and mask of death of Billy D. Williams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, fake. How dare you? It's totally they real. Completely but, real. Yeah. Um, now I think this is Mako in a banana suit all over again. I think we're imagining <laughs> something just fell. I'm just going so crazy here. Um, You're out of control talking about Johnny the Out of control. But that's what Regis is usually. Regis Philbin. He usually goes nuts. You're out of control. <laughs> I'm out of control. I gotta make some waffles. <laughs> waffles. I want waffles right now, Kathy Lee. Want waffles. Like, um, well, Ty, you do own the Regis workout VHS tape. I sure do. Bought it for a cool 25 cents. That is an amazing addition to the collection. That's yeah. <laughs> it's Regis. Go, go to Google and look up the cover right, as yeah. soon as you can. Maybe I'll yeah. post it on Instagram one day. Well, maybe for April 1st again, like I did for Ring of the Musketeers. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, maybe I should have posted a workout video. But Gelman, it's... It's like well, I don't know his first name. Right. Like, no one does. It's one of those mysteries of life. It's like John um, Gelman or something. It's like, <laughs> I think it's Quantum Gelman. Quantum Gelman. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott we find out it's actually Scott Bakula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tears off the mask. And, <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah, I can see that. And that great episode of Quantum Leap where he's Gelman. <laughs> He's a Kathy Lee show. I like that episode. Gelman has to leap because, you know, he's unsatisfied with his life as the producer of the, so, the Regis Academy show. Okay, it all makes sense now. Yeah, that would have been an amazing <laughs> episode. That would have been the best Quantum Leap episode. <laughs> just like a tie-in with Regis and Kathy Lee, and he's Gelman, and he's just, you know, and like, and, and they, they're, they're off set, set talking about things, and, and that would have been the episode. That would have been, that would have made the show. <laughs> Well, it's it's like Stedman, you know, Oprah's boyfriend, I guess. Who's he? What, what's his name? And just a gentleman, Stedman. I can't, can't keep track of all these people. <laughs> I don't know. I do care. See, people say you don't know and don't care. I do care this time. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> but not enough to actually look it up. But uh... okay. <laughs> I, uh, I I want I want to know more about the Stedmans and the Gelmans of the world. But we should probably go back to Bounty Tracker or not. But it's just like no no no. This is total chaos. So yeah, go back to Bounty Tracker. Okay, chaos. We'll keep uh, the chaos to a minimum. We'll try. <laughs> but the what's number two on my list is that it's Lorenzo Lamas versus Matthias Hughes. Yeah. Yes, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. At the fight for the That's on the cover, right? Of the VHS box. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's why you buy the cover. <laughs> or buy the movie. the <laughs> movie. Just the cover. Well, because the tagline says, when someone has to pay, only one man can collect. And it's Lamas on the left and Hughes on the right, and they're like staring at each other. So it's, it's, it's like, this is going to be a good showdown. Yeah, I see. I I misunderstood the cover. I thought they were they were um, I, I, 
it, it, I, on the cover, I was like, oh, are they partners? And then I was like, there's no way Hughes can be a good guy. So they, they can't be partners. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I was right. Like, they weren't partners. Um, they weren't. That would have been cool, though. I, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. What, Eric Gauss versus Johnny DeMott? So like, well, yeah. I mean, just, just a situation where um, – Matthias Hughes is a good guy, maybe a partner, which we did kind of see in, um, was it Showdown in Manila? Yes, he was nice. He was like a hot dog vendor or like a pretend hot dog vendor. Did you see that oh, one, yeah, Matt? No, it, that way he was a bad guy, Showdown in Manila. Was, Manila oh, wait, was what am I thinking of? There's oh, another oh, one that he does, too. Ultimate, oh, no, it's Ultimate uh, Force. <laughs> These titles are yeah. interchangeable. Yeah, they shot at the same time, and they had, and they both have Dacascos, and, and that one he teams up with Dacascos, and he's like the good guy. Yeah, okay, that, yeah okay. I was wrong, and now, yeah, it's Ultimate. Oh, I yeah. need to see that one because it's in my queue. It's in my queue because I, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my redemption post for Dacascos after doing Double Dragon. I'm doing a <laughs> sabotage, but that was nice. that Ty's recommendation. Oh, so, yeah, okay, just watch for the first yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. That one was really great, so I'm doing that one. But I'll have you enjoyed it. Yeah, so we, but we need we'll need more Dacascos after that. So that'll probably be the next place I go is uh is, is Ultimate Force and um yeah, the Crying Freeman is another one I got to get at some point for him. But oh, uh, it's great. Yeah, that's a, that's a really like a really genuinely excellent movie. Yeah, and it was never released in the United States, which was too bad for him because he you know it's, oh, like, it's it's criminal. Yeah, he had Double Dragon, which was a flop, and then he had Crying Freeman, which was amazing, but nobody saw it, and it's like poor Dacascos. That was it, you know. It was that uh, you know. He was um, no, no more, you know, which I mean, I mean for Lamas, I guess we, we don't know what to say there because it was like he did all those direct. He did the, the, the syndicated TV shows, but he never quite had the the Hollywood movie. That, That's true. He did the Immortal TV show and yeah. Air America yes. and trying to find those on DVD. It's been a bit tricky. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And I think there was also an Air America movie, too. Well, that, yeah, Mel Gibson, right? No, no, no. I mean, like, he did one. He did a TV movie. Oh, do you mean a, another show. movie off the show? Oh, okay. Right. I thought it was two episodes smushed together into a movie. Well, it could be. That could be, too. <laughs> that could be what it was, too. <laughs> Maybe you're right. I just got yeah. listed on IMDb. Yeah. You might be right. That might have been what it was. Uh, but the Hughes <laughs> movie is actually act. I'm sorry. It's, it's Ultimate, Ultimate Justice. Act. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm cutting you off. Go right ahead, Brett. I'm oh, sorry. Well, because there's Ultimate Justice and there's Maximum yes. Impact. Yes. And in one of those, he teams up with uh, uh, with Dacascos, and yes, you had to wait till like to, you know three years ago or so for him to finally get a good guy role. But <laughs> like he didn't do any in the '90s or '80s. Um, okay, I'm but, looking at the screenshot now. Of Ultimate Justice. He's wearing a hamburger hat. So it's like, <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> it's not a banana suit. Not a banana suit. Um, but anyway, so yes, he did eventually get to that type of role, but we had to really, really, really wait. Um, it would have been good to have him be like a main like hero, not sort of a sidekick, but just where the Matthias Hughes is like the main good guy. That would have been cool, I think. Yeah, and I'm looking him up on, on IMDb. He was actually born on Valentine's Day, so for a guy who played a baddie a lot, uh, it's funny that he was born on Valentine's Day. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's he, he, I'm sure he's a romantic at heart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so that's a great review of Bounty Tracker. Um, well, just, well, he just say uh, a cool at homie. Yeah, that's what I uh, oh, love. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I didn't like about Bounty Tracker was the addition of the teenagers, because you know that's yeah. one of my, my 
things as kids and teenagers are kids enough for me. And I was like, why are we, why are they here? Get, get them out of here. I just want more love. You know, yeah. movie makers that, you know, we're, we're talking about being idea men here, um, you know, for Hollywood, get the kids out of the movies, you know, it, uh, it, unless it's a movie for kids, if it's an action movie, I don't need kids in there. You know, um, throwing a dog, a dog does plenty good for me in a movie that, that, you know, the dog is cute enough. The dog is fun, precocious enough, but then also the dog will go and sleep and be fine. So if you, if you need to have something cute in the movie, throwing a dog, that does the trick, but I don't need kids. Just get the kids out of the movie. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think we totally agree. Well, there's two examples. There's one man's justice with, uh, the boss right. and the other one is hitman's run with mm-hmm. eric roberts yes. they both have annoying teens in them right. and it's like especially with one man's justice it's called one man's justice so, one man's justice yeah, not teenager annoying bosworth's <laughs> justice right. exactly. so, and it's like don't shoot uh, mc hammer mr bosworth and it's like um, slight exaggeration that. but no. Oh, actually, it's just hammer. There's no MC. Right, he was just hammer at that point. Yeah. Just regular yeah. Hammer. But there was that awesome scene in the tattoo parlor where he like jabs the tattoo needle into the guy as he's fighting him. Sardo. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Well, that's Robert usually who would be. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Lasardo. He always works at. He maybe actually just works at a tattoo parlor because he, he's always there. Right. He's <laughs> um, acting on the side. As a tattoo you know, for being the tattoo guy, that's yeah. all Hollywood ever does with you, makes you the tattoo guy. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and, and, and speaking of Eric Roberts, you know, that's the other movie uh, Ty was talking about, the Hitman's Run, where oh, yeah. Roberts is teamed up with, you know, in case he's Sorry. listening, you know, I don't want to insult him, but Esteban Powell should have been less annoying in that movie. Right. He wears a white sweater. It's like. He wears like a sleepless sweater with yeah. no shirt underneath, and yeah. it looks ridiculous. That's Esteban, not Eric. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it it just it it never works. I, I I don't remember it ever working, and I don't understand what what compels people to do it because it it absolutely just and it didn't work here for Bounty Tracker. Right? It was the one detractor for what it was an overall good movie. <laughs> it was a bounty detractor. Right. It was exactly. It was a bounty detractor. I think it overcame it a little bit because he had a couple oh, of good yeah. fights. He had that fight scene in the dojo. It's like, I need some practice. And he starts beating up the people in the dojo. Right. That was great. It's like, that's classic llama. So I, I let go of the annoying teens. Yeah, this would have been my number one, I think, if it wasn't okay. for the annoying teens. So, it's, it's, so, I mean, the fact yeah, that it's two, right? If, if I was the people that made Bounty Tracker, I'd be like, well, you know, it's at number two. So, you know, that's you have to that by it. Right. We'll take number two, you know. But. Yeah. But it would have been my number one if it wasn't for that. Now, did we say your number two slot, or we're... that was it? Yeah, my that was. Oh, me. that's right. We we uh, had a match. Yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Um, um, we have our number one, which is well, we mentioned already. Bad Blood, aka Viper. So. Yeah. Now we kind of talk about the, the yeah. highlight of the movie. Yeah, the super jump. <laughs> but let's not forget, it's just an awesome movie. He just all he does is he massacres everyone towards the end. <laughs> It just you just want that. Everyone's exploding, all these barrels are exploding. And what's great about the bad blood, you know, the rating, you know, it's rated R, but it's rated R for non stop violence. <laughs> <laughs> and Blood for Blood is radar for continuous violence, which I put a picture on the, the my page there. So yeah. it's like like that stood out. You know, it just said strong violence, I wouldn't really care. But it said non stop violence. <laughs> 
<laughs> or continuous, which is or great. Continuous. Like, it's yeah. another interesting phrase to put. Yeah, uh, it's it's like it, it made me wonder why these movies don't have as more as much violence. Maybe that's the fears that they don't want to have the R rating for nonstop violence, and so they're like, no, we got to have scenes of the hero talking to somebody and and pad out the film. <clears throat> no, not bad blood. It's nonstop violence. But at least according to the MPAA, it is. Um, yeah, it is. Well, I think they watch it. Uh, Tyler, let me talk a bit about the history and the difference between Bad Blood and Viper. Well, it's not really much. Well, there's definitely a difference because Bad Blood is the cut version you can buy on video cassette here, and Viper is the UK version you can buy on in the UK. <laughs> it's just cut it's by. Uh, it's on the cut version, yeah. The UK is the uncut version, and the US is the cut version because it's just kind of some violence, some blood squibs, and all that stuff. And they, Which is interesting because usually it's the other way around. Yeah, usually the UK they're uh, they're pretty uh, strict, you know, no nunchucks as you mentioned in numerous episodes. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I didn't know that. That's interesting because I, yeah. I don't know which one I would have watched. I thought I watched Viper on, on DVD because that's what I have it listed as. But it's possible that no, I didn't because I think I'd probably go with whatever IMDb list as the first title. Well, it's interesting because I. Uh, a long time ago on old Netflix streaming before they got all fancy, they had movies like Viper and all that stuff, and oh. they had Viper. They'd have Bad Blood. So it's the yeah, same movie. It's cut out by a couple of frames. You know, it's nothing too egregious. But you, you, I looked up on moviecentorship.com. You want to look at the differences. But the important thing to know is that they didn't cut any of the jump. No. That's <laughs> exactly. What, if they cut the jump... No, that's illegal. You gotta put that right back in. Right. Because well, you know there's yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't watch instantly, so I think watched instantly was yeah. the the uncut, right? Is yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, so that that makes sense then. Okay, so phew, I got to see the good first. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> so I was gonna say you're in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Which is again surprising that when uh, the raid two, like the 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 UK DVD of the raid two is uncut. Whereas the U.S. DVD is cut. It's just a couple frames, but the U.K. DVD is actually uncut for The Raid 2. It it blows my mind that movies do that now. It's like, I guess I can understand it for the rating in the theater, but, you know, one of the ones is always the classic one, right? It's RoboCop, where they edited it to get it down to, to an R rating. And it's actually a scarier movie when they edit it because it's the blood that makes it so cartoonish, right? That you're just like when when you know Ed Two Hundred Nine blows away that guy. It's so hilarious when you see it uncut. Whereas when you see it in 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 the cut version, it's kind of scary, right? Like you just you know, it's, uh, so it it feels like you should just just do it, just go for it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, I, yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, Okay, so well, we have, we've we done have a weaker, couple weaker llamases. Um, we can do that really quickly. Um, Wait, did everyone do the number one? Matt, did you yeah. do your, your oh, yeah, one? what's your number one? Sorry. Oh, so, so mine, is, <laughs> mine is actually Snake Eater 3 with Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes, I felt like this one out of the Snake Eaters was the one that did, did it the, the, the best. It did, like, everything the most right. Um, and it just felt like it was, I think I would have probably put Bounty Tracker ahead of this if it wasn't for the teenagers. Um, so yeah. this would, I know Snake Eater 3, I think a lot of people like 2 better than 3. Um, but yeah, I just I just got a kick out of him in this one. And um, yeah, the Bam Bam Bigelow thing was great. There was like, some good bar fights and, and things like that. I just felt like it was like good, like 
you know, Llamas just kind of riffing and, and having a good time and, and, and the tell. fight scenes. Yeah, and I think it just it just worked for me in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think Viper and Bounty Tracker are right there for me with, uh, you know, I know you guys had them at, at, at one and two. They're really close for me for, for that. Yeah, Snake Eater 3, yeah. his law. You know, you can't go wrong right. with that. <laughs> right. It's his law. What was his other? He didn't have law before. Right. Now it's <laughs> his law. Right. It's uh, in Canada, of course. Right. But, exactly. Yeah, his law in Canada. Um, any of the scenes with Bam Bam Bigelow stand out because there was like an arm wrestling scene, right? right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you have a good memory. Well, it's, uh, why would I? How could anyone ever forget the magic of the arm wrestling scene? <laughs> His name is Goose, right? Um, that I don't remember, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I can I, double check. I don't remember. I yeah, because he um. Yeah, I referred to him as Mr. Scott Bigelow because yeah, I guess he, yeah, he Scott. passed away yeah. in 07. So it was like right after I I, I, I did the – right before I did this uh, – the post on it. So um, – but um, yeah, it's it, – it, you know, he's like the only other name because I don't think Ron Polillo, he also didn't reprise his role. No, he didn't. He, well, he was played Torchy in the other two. Right. <laughs> yes, that's right. I, I, guess that, well, just, I definitely think this showed that uh, Bam Bam definitely had a future as an action – Person. As another like one of these kind of evil bad guys, he, you know, at least we got this one, thank goodness, because he really stood out. He almost stole the movie from Lamas. Yeah, you know, it's it's a good move for wrestlers, I think, to do this because wrestling it seems like it takes a real toll on the body to like have to travel all around the country, get thrown around, and do steroids and all of that stuff. Exactly. Classic roids. Yeah, um, I think it's like you know if you can get out of wrestling and get into movies i don't know how it works with vince mcmahon with his, his his contracts like if it's hard to get out from under those contracts but i mean piper seemed to do okay with it piper ruddy piper oh yeah he did great yeah so it feels like that's the thing to do is like you do wrestling for a little bit get a name get enough of a name so that people recognize you and then just get into these movies and do as much as you can um it's a shame you know, it, it works for us like these big guys to just like get thrown around and 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 you know, throw their weight around in these action movies. Oh, and plus, there's a lot of acting involved in wrestling. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's all acting, really. No offense to the wrestler people, but they're acting, sir. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah. There's all the parts in between where they're doing yeah. these acting bits and exactly. these sketches. sketches. Yeah, sketches. You know, so they're actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean that's another part of it too is it's probably easy for them to make the move. Whereas like you see a lot of UFC fighters that are trying to make the transition. Um, I mean I think Quentin Rampage Jackson does okay, but I mean you watch poor poor Chuck Liddell like he's, he's sometimes <laughs> it feels like he's lost without a map with some of the scenes they put. In. You know because well, it's just Riot, it's Right, yeah. I mean, like Riot. Where you always going back to Riot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, going going back. back to Riot, man. Going back to the Reese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, but I get what you're saying, and I think the reason for that is UFC is mostly about the fighting. Right. You know, there's no acting really, as far as I can tell. Whereas wrestling, there's a lot of acting, so yeah. it's it's an easier transition, I think, for the wrestlers. Yeah, I would love to see the behind the scenes of Snake Eater Three, his law. It's like so Scott Bam Bam Bigelow is on a plane to Canada to make. Oh, I'm going to make Snake Eater Three. I love to get his. Uh, re- I know he passed away, right? So I wish we could have got his reaction. Well, back then they didn't do that. Now, like with every DVD or Blu-ray, there's like a behind the scenes. You know, they just didn't do it as much back then. Oh, I've been behind the VHS. It's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what made it so great when we were first doing these reviews. Like now it's like I'm always streaming it because, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to stream than it's a, the DVD. But, yeah, you miss that behind the scenes part of it where you, you, you find out, like, why they made certain decisions, you know, why – why things worked out the way they did. The commentary is always interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you won't get any of that with streaming anymore. Yeah, that is the downside of streaming. I think uh, physical media has a beat in that sense because, you know, you get the extras and, you know, you can pop it on whenever you want. Like yeah. something might go off streaming and then, it, and then it's gone. It's gone. Yes. Bye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you own it, you have it. Like, yeah, you know, they, they don't take it away from you. Yeah. Well, Not yet. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Netflix is going to come into our homes and take our DVDs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, you, you know, you're not paying your, prescri- your subscription anymore. We're taking your DVDs too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're also taking Snake Eater Three his log <laughs> just as a kick in the ribs, <laughs> just, just a kick in the shins. You know? yeah, yeah. No, not my Snake Eater. <laughs> <laughs> like the Pinkertons, you just steal everything. Yeah. They, they take all your things, your possessions. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, so, um, are we on to the honorable mentions? Well, I don't have any. Uh, oh. Well, I do, kind of. I think I accidentally erased it, but I remember what they are, which is CIA 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, between OJ. And, yeah, and CIA and 1 has OJ Simpson. So. Yes. <laughs> and, and didn't Llamas direct 2? He sure did. Yes, yeah. So not a lot of llamas directed pictures out there. Um, so it's always fun to see one of those come up for you know. I love to see that behind the scenes too. Like I'm making CIA too. Like yes. yes. Awesome. So I think behind the camera, like directing it, do you think he was wearing a vest and no shirt? Absolutely. One hundred thousand percent. That one was also a renegade uh, reunion because that had Branscombe Richmond. I think it's the only time Lamas and Branscombe Richmond ever did a movie together. Was CIA too? I gotta rewatch. I just bought a copy, so I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, there's a scene with him hang gliding. Lamas is hang gliding in that one. (laughs) I remember that. I remember he's shooting two guns at once, like at an office building or something. (laughs) That's all I got for. uh, I'll rewatch it. Yeah, so we've already mentioned my honorable mentions, Body yeah. Rock and Rage. Those were, were my two. Well, we can go right to the quickly to the weaker llamas. Okay. Um, okay. I'll just say all three because because okay. I know it's uh, you know, wow, we're we're yucking up about llamas a lot. Okay, so <laughs> I have Mask of Death, Good Cop, Bad Cop, and Killing Streets. Right. Okay. So I have um I have the Debt, aka Back to Even. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, Michael Pare and, and Lamas, and they don't, it's not an action movie. I don't know how to that. That's a crushing disappointment. <laughs> yes. Terminal Justice, why he's got blue eyes in that. Um, uh, I'm going to yeah. have to disagree with you on that one just for a second for Terminal okay. Justice because there's that awesome scientist guy named Todd Tholly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's like Keanu in it. It's like, right. so, it's like, but besides that, I can see why he put that on the weak Lamas. Well, for me, it was the eyes. It, it was just like, <laughs> Just like with the Irishman, I had trouble with De Niro with the blue eyes too. It just it it weirded me out so much that I couldn't get past the other the, the other really guy. Funny. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I mean those are my hangups. That's that's my hangup with a movie. It's like it's like a bad bad well, eye contact. You know, like with the mustache, it shows that he has range. Right. Well, that's the massive yeah. mustache for sure. Yeah. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Um, and then um, I just did one recently. I, I watched one recently called Border Cross. Um, so you know how he does these religious movies now? Um, right. This one like, was not 
really obvious that it was a religious movie until you're watching it and his buddy's telling him how, oh, you've got to have faith and, you know, faith is going to get you through. And so what it is in the movie, his character gets his, – his son gets kidnapped and he's about to get sold to white slavers out to like Saudi Arabia or something. Mm. Um, so there's that aspect of it too that I guess in, in you know, the, 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 those Muslims are so uh, godless that they just, you know <laughs> – Stealing Lorenzo Lamas' right, children. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like he actually, I think, I believe. Oh, he I'm sorry, what, Brett? I said, how evil are they? They're stealing Lorenzo Lamas' children. <laughs> right, exactly. It's totally yeah. illegal. Yeah, it's it's it just it kind of just I it did like I, it could I don't know if I, I would say it was a good movie or not, but it was just like I'm watching it. I'm like, what what's happening here? Like what you know now he's praying and and now it's like it's just like they shoehorned all this religious stuff in at the end, and I, I didn't see it coming. You know, like usually those ones you see like oh what would Jesus do? It's like okay, I know this is a religious movie, and so yeah. it's like if I go into it watching it just for Lamas, I know what I'm gonna get and, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. But this was like I I was expecting like some kind of like taught like you know like Taken t- style action thriller and instead no but god helped him yeah. succeed <laughs> ah. he prayed and then you know everything worked out for the best because he prayed <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler but it's yeah. like you knew everything was going to work out for him which is how it was going to work out and it turned out that was how it worked out was it, it was you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was by praying uh, um, yeah. I mean, was it? So uh, someone. Oh, spoilers. That's why you can't watch those Left Behind movies because uh, you you might know what's going to happen. You know, might get left behind. Uh, <laughs> There's a slight chance. Well, in the Left Behind movie with Nicolas Cage, they get left behind by you know, and then they still, but their their pants are still on the airplane. So <laughs> they show a shot of all people disappearing, but their pants are still there. So I'm like, that was weird. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't yeah. seen the. Definitely the, check it out. I mean, it's not the best movie in the world, but I mean, for what we might be something called quarantine, it might be okay. Yeah. So, With so. Nicolas Cage, you just never you know, there, there, there's you, you can't discredit the Cage factor. Oh no, you can't. that's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. He helps the movie a lot. Yeah. Oh, because you were saying you wanted a Taken style thriller, wasn't he? In a movie called Stolen. Sure yes. was. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And seeking justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And vengeance and all those. <laughs> vengeance. Straight the red box. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. So those are my my three three duds, I guess you could say. I mean, I found when I was going through his 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 you know my reviews, there weren't many perfects in there. There were a lot of ones where I was like, this would have been good except for. Or what, I you talking about Lamas? With Lamas, yeah. yeah. And, and so it, it just it, yeah, it, it was hard to pick um, the really good ones, and and you know, and you, you kind of always had to you know uh, uh, you know forgive a mis- you know something like like teenagers or or, or something like that. Right, maybe a flaw right. in a, a, a lawless movie, except yeah. for Bad Blood, where he right. does this the car flip. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, that, that was what I found was that it was hard to find really good ones, but also there weren't a lot of real, real horrible ones. But there were just a lot where you're just like, oh, this one didn't work. You know, this one, this one wasn't wasn't so great. Well, I think that's especially true for Killing Streets, which yeah. was over long. Michael Parry. Yeah. yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah, I have to see that one because that one that one is a long one. I noticed. I think isn't isn't um what Golan or Globus produces it? I think. Yeah, they do. Nothing much happens. I mean, I think the one that's where he wears a suit. 
That's all I got from my memory. Okay. <laughs> and he's, that's when they're like at an airport and he's like chasing after an airplane. That sounds somewhat familiar, but I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I don't remember much. Yeah, I think when I saw that it was like a two-hour or close to two-hour runtime, I got a little scared. So I, well, understandable. I pushed that, it back. As did I, and it's, that's kind of justified, actually. It is okay. I remember watching it. like, this is a long movie, man. It's like... It's a... <laughs> a movie like that shouldn't be that long. 85 minutes or less. Right. So like, <laughs> 62 um, minutes or less. Okay, now you're just being silly. Right. Um, I, I'm starting to get to that point, too, where I was like, it used to be for me, it was like 90 minutes, and I was like, okay, 90 minutes is good. Now I'm like, no, 75. I, I yeah, like yeah. 75. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, 61, really. Yeah, is 61. Yeah, it's right. just a short film. It's, yeah. like, it's about 20 minutes. And there's a lot of movies out there, so it is hard to justify a longer type of movie. Um, yeah. Um, I guess it, that's all I have for Lamas's. Yeah, uh, that's me too. I'm. I guess. Hmm. Anything else you want to say I, about I, Mr. Lamas? Feedback. Oh, we got the feedback. Uh, oh, well, what? You want to do the feedback, or you want to do the shout-outs? Or you want to, we can plug uh, the connoisseur. What would you like to do uh, first? Why don't we do the email I have, and then oh. you could do that. Okay, got it. Hey. I think you guys know um, who wrote the email, so I got this very nice email, which I'm now going to read. All right. From Richard Hawes. Okay. Yeah. And it says, hi, Brett slash Ty. I've been meaning to get in touch for a while. Really glad you guys started your show. It's great. One of my favorites. You guys have a great rapport. The conversations are always fast and fascinating. Great intro theme, which is by Cooney, by the way. Um, and I always enjoy the unique musical selections at the end. And if you want to know what any of those are, just write in. Um, when I listen on Podbean, on Podbean, by the way, there's usually oh, okay. something I want to comment on, but I have trouble finding Facebook or Twitter posts about the episodes on which to leave them. By the time I sit down to try and, and think of putting said thought on an email, I've usually forgotten what I wanted to say. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'd love to hear slash read what you guys think of Shadow Fury. A personal favorite from the early 2000s. I recently revisited this and introduced it to my pal Mike, and he loved it too. If you haven't seen it, I hope you get a chance and get a big kick out of it. Around 10 years ago, I wrote a blog post on the film's Japanese star, Masa Funaki, that you may like to take a quick look at. And then he has a link to a, looks like a blogger page called Have a Go Heroes. Oh, I've heard of that. Go Heroes at blogspot.com. Um, and it's Stay Safe regards Richard as Richard Hawes from the DTV Digest. And he has some yes. links here, the DTV Digest pod.podbean.com and twitter.com slash the DTV Digest and facebook.com slash the DTV Digest. Oh, nice. So, the plugs in. So I just want to say thank you, Richard, for writing that in. Very nice. kind words. We appreciate that. Um, so Matt and Ty, Shadow Fury. I've heard of the Have movie. you seen that? I saw ages ago. It's Fred Williamson. Right, if Fred Williamson and, and uh, I think Timothy Bottoms. And is... maybe Terry O'Quinn, or am I thinking something else? But... No, you might be right there. Yeah, I mean, it's like from like 01, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's out there. It's floating around. I think, like, I think. It's, yeah, it's hanging something... around. Yeah, it's there. And so, yeah, I, it's one I've been meaning to do. I mean, it, it, you know, with Williamson, it's always good. To, it's always good to get more Williamson on the site. So, yes, um, I agree. Absolutely. But yeah, I haven't seen it in for. If I've seen it, I've, I feel like it's one of those ones that sat in the queue when you know we, we did the old Netflix queue. Right. Um, for DVDs. I think it finally moved up like ten years ago when I watched it. Like <laughs> I think there's a kid in it, and there's like I, I, my memory is so minimal. But I hope to rewatch it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's not on the website, our website, right? Nope. Nope. 
because we haven't was, covered either. Yeah. No, no. So no oh, coverage on this. So, so I guess we both should if we can get a hold yeah. of them. I'm on the case. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm on the case, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny that Have a Go Heroes. I actually found his site, uh, Have a Go Heroes, when I was doing my 300-pound pork roast post for. Uh, <laughs> I could talk uh, about that all day. Yeah, yes, for because he did a review, and he actually he actually referred to you know by his real name Dan Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. So he he actually did a post about that 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 movie. And and talked about him in that, whereas you know I was just so angry about the bait and switch that I just referred to him as a 300 pound pork roast the whole time. I could just listen to that and listen to you talk about 300 pound pork roast all day. I mean, I don't get sick of it. Yeah. Well, what was, yeah, was you guys have suggested that I, I make a you know, get him into the Hall of Fame somehow, like, like he has his own honor in the Hall of Fame now. So that's like, but columns was really <laughs> yes, great. Yes. That was the best thing ever when I saw the columns. <laughs> He just deserves um, those, Dan Anderson, Mr. Pork Roast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because well, I have the columns for the, the Hall of Fame, like I have the uh-huh. DTV, like picture right. you know, logo, in the, and, and I was like, well, I got to do something for, for his post as well. It's got to be something similar. <laughs> so I just took the columns, picture, <laughs> put his picture in there instead. Don't get sick of that. Do not get sick of that. So. <laughs> I laugh at that yeah. almost every day. Yes, that's great. <laughs> well, thanks so, again, Richard, for your email. Yeah, definitely. And, and if you want to email, it, um, that would the email address is crpodcast with no dots or anything, just all one word, crpodcast at yahoo.com. Well, I might as well go right into the I have a shout out from these really cool people on Instagram. They have a podcast, too. It's called VH Quest. And the guy who runs Instagram's name is Ben. Awesome dude. He have a podcast looking for tapes all over the you know U.S. It's really, really cool. Very nice people. And hopefully they said they want us to be on their show, right? Yes, I'm, we're working on that. And then the VH Quest folks are Ben, Mike, and Nick. So I want to make sure I got all that uh, settled there. So thanks. So awesome, and, awesome uh, dudes. Yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, we got to plug uh, you, Mr. Connoisseur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so DTV Connoisseur that uh, at dot uh, blogspot dot com that is the site. Um, the podcast you can find on TalkShoe, um, iTunes, uh, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, just look up DTVC nice. podcast. I think is how you find it. But you can also find links to it on the site as well. And then um, you know Facebook, it's uh, Direct to Video Connoisseur. But everything else, it's DTV Connoisseur. And also we do have an email address as well. It's uh, DTV Connoisseur at yahoo.com. So um, nice. Yeah, yeah and everyone definitely check that check out. Those awesome out. site. You got the pork roast. You got like good reviews, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ty, do what are our social sites? Okay, so I guess I'll start with Twitter. It would be Ty Comeuppance on the Twitters, and then we got Comeuppance reviews on Facebook, and then we have Ty Action Rocks on Instagram, where I post all the pictures. We've mentioned that already. And then um, is that it? Oh, and the site itself. <laughs> Come yeah, up with reviews. Also, yeah, we're also now on some other podcatchers. Oh, yeah. uh, um, Tune in, uh, Google Play, uh, iHeart, and Spotify. Spotify. So wow. you can use on all those podcatchers should you so choose. And also, thanks for listening to our pod. Yes. Yes, <laughs> especially this episode, which was yeah. pretty off the rails. It's off the rails, and maybe a little. It's it's long, but it's long but fun. <laughs> yeah hopefully it flew by hopefully it did hopefully it does i'll probably uh that's very nice 
for you guys to listen to our fans. Yeah, I always say that. Thanks for listening, really. And and yeah. reach out, you know, we'll yeah, sure. want to hear from you. And thanks again, DTVC, <laughs> for being on the podcast. Well, I'm acting wacky now. No, thank you guys for having me. This is always fun. I think oh. this is – yeah, it, 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 we do sometimes go off the rails, but I think it's like – it's just because there's so much to talk about that's that it's so, so easy. Yeah. It just, that's what well, that's true. Because we don't say how. Yeah, how many other people can we talk about with this kind of stuff? So when when you find someone else who likes the same stuff, obviously it's going to go on and on and on. You know, right. we could we could talk about this for probably another two hours. But you know, well, we, we know think, you already did a podcast uh, earlier today, right? You did oh, right. helicopter. Right. Yeah. So I did the explain helicopter. We did one on um, yeah, Bring a Fire Three, where we talked oh, right. about that that that's, that, that explosion, oh, that helicopter explosion with Don the Dragon Wilson. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah, with the older guy, the older older gentleman at, in, yeah. the, yes. in the, the helicopter firing an Uzi at Don, and then he <laughs> he hangs off the side of a building and fires a pistol and blows up the helicopter. Yeah. Um, so the movie doesn't quite it it, it you know it, it it does its best to keep up from there, but I mean. I mean, you know, Lamas is a doctor who I was telling Will because, you know, Will obviously is not from the United States, so he doesn't really understand our healthcare system. I was explaining yeah. how, you know, in a, in a for-profit hospital, Don the Dragon Wilson's the best because he's both the doctor, but then he's sending people to the hospital so they can, you know, build the insurance and make all that money. So, so he's like the perfect That's hospital. Brilliant. Yeah. Right, he's the best that. doctor. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But my understanding is um, Will didn't really approve of that particular exploding helicopter. No, no. So he said he, he was because I said it was my favorite of all time. Yeah. And he, was, he was like, it, you, you, did you mean that? You know, and so but he, he did like enjoy it. Like he talked about like, how okay, the, good. yeah, he, he I think for him it was more the whole action sequence. So, oh, OK. Just, you know, so you've got this mob boss who's in, in the hospital who's supposed to getting transported to the to the to the police department while Don is upstairs spa, sparring on the roof of, of the hospital. Like I guess on his break, he does kickboxing sparring. And so then they're trying to break this, this, this mob boss out. Who's the elderly gentleman. Um, and they get him on the helicopter and they're of course, you know, hosing the place down with Uzi fire. And, you know, Wilson kills like, I think like five people, um, uh, five mob boss guys who are trying to mob mobsters that are trying to get the mob boss out of there. And so then the mob guy, he's really unhappy about that. So he starts, trying to shoot uh, Wilson with the Uzi. And so that's when Uzi blows up his, uh, uh, Wilson blows up his helicopter. But, but yeah, I think he was thinking just in terms of the actual helicopter. But when we talked about like the whole scene, um, oh, okay. yeah, he was a big fan of that whole scene. And, and then of course, like right after that, he just goes right back to work. Wilson, you know, just killed five people, you know, uh, blew up a helicopter, goes right back to work with his stethoscope around his neck and his charts. And uh, a biker gang breaks into the hospital, including right, a guy right. on a motorcycle driving. And so it's like, it's, it's, it's classic PM, um, you know, in, in, in every respect there where it's just like oh, you just yeah. never oh, know what's going to happen I just oh, got copy of that too so I and, just picked uh, it up so yeah. I gotta rewatch it yeah yeah, that's a lot of fun and I would definitely recommend his podcast to Richard Hawes who wrote in the email because he's from the UK so if he likes us I mean he's from the UK maybe he would like uh, the Exploding Helicopter uh, podcast as well and that was awesome that we were on his podcast Exploding Helicopter that was a fun time Kill and Kill Again that was a and Kill and Kill Again yeah, oh, I got the title right this time. Right, where that, that movie was like the genesis of everything in the 80s yes. for action. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was all and about that the, was the running gag uh, of, of that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a, that was a great one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, and and, and you guys have been on our show on on, on the DTV kind of story. Yeah. Those were great episodes as well. I got oh, we had nice. great Rothrock and also PM Entertainment. That oh, that's was right. Yes. 
Yeah, that we'll was that, to, that. We'll be back, right? I'll be doing skyscraper. <laughs> Yes, skyscraper. And what, what's yeah, the yeah, sure, yeah, we should tell the audience, but yeah, we're going to be talking talking some skyscraper with you uh, very soon. Yes, that was a Richard Haas uh, recommend uh, request, actually. Oh, perfect! Oh, wow, so full circle. Yeah, we bring right, it back awesome. Richard. Yeah, because when I reviewed it, he was like, "We well, got to do a podcast about that." And I remember when we did the PM Entertainment one. I think it was I don't know if it was Ty or Brett when we we wrapped up. Like, oh, I forgot to mention skyscraper. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe we'll do it an episode. But we'd already had the, the, the Rothrock one lined up when right, Oz right. asked if we could do a, an episode on that. And I thought, well, yeah. you guys would be perfect for that one as well. And we, I think we're going to do both. We'll do both and a Nicole Smith PM Entertainment one. So. Oh, okay. Through the limit, right? Yeah, I think they're both on Tubi. So they're, they're oh, Tubi. <laughs> okay. I'll have yeah. on Tubi. I have the skyscraper tape, I'll do, but two limits on Tubi? Okay, good. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, so that's a you know, easy way to get it there. Um, yeah, it's funny with Ring of Ring of uh, Fire. Only the third one is on Tubi and, and Prime. The other ones you can't get. You have to. Mm-hmm. Get the, yeah. That's interesting because you yeah. think you know they'd all be you know for the you same production watch. company, the same everything. They want to watch the trilogy. Right. <laughs> you can only watch the- Exactly. Yeah, PM is a weird one with with what's on and what isn't. I don't know how that works. Like what just determines like what we get to see and what we don't. And a lot of them are on YouTube too. So um, you know, for people out there who want to do some, some PM entertainment, my, I have a, a YouTube page, a DTV Connoisseur, and I'm trying to create a playlist of all the PMs that I find. Oh, on that's it. smart. That's very helpful. Oh, good idea. Yeah, exactly. So people can go check that out to see what's there. I mean, I haven't done an exhaustive list yet, but um, just sort of, I, I think of one, I'll go look and see if it's there or not. Yeah, no, that's smart. I think that'll be helpful for people because, you know, to look up a movie with, like a, I don't want to say a generic title, but if you look at like Rage or Riot, it might be kind of hard to find that. Yeah. So if you could find it for them, then it makes it easier, you know. Yeah, because that was the problem with Rage, right? <laughs> you look it up and you get the the Lamas Busey one. You don't get the the Daniels one. Right. And people should see the Daniels if they haven't. Oh, very good. We've talked about that before. Right. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's it's definitely top tier PM. So if you want to start watching PM or if you missed that one, I would, I would check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place to start for PM. Those, the, the Daniels three R's, the sweeper, you know, um, zero time. Yeah. Those are all really great ones. Yeah. I think when we talk PM, our, our lists were like almost identical because yeah. those, those are just the best ones. I think we disagree on that. Yeah. yeah. I love zero tolerance. Oh yeah. Yeah. Zero tolerance. That's a great one. You know? <laughs> yeah. But all right. I think that wraps up this episode. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Thanks, thanks again. And thanks again. <laughs> and that's it. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Now that the news is out, that you've been stepping out, that you and he went all the way. I fell too hard for you, now I don't know what to do, you took my love and pulled away, forget the fiction baby, face the facts, tell me the reason for these heart attacks, fingerprints all over my Who said these feelings go away? Just seeing you with him has started me again. I can't get over yesterday. Forget the fiction, baby, face the
all my words Now I can't take another day There's madness in the streets My heart lays at your feet And you just turn and walk away Forget the fiction, baby, face the facts Tell me the reason for this heart attack Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo, did you know that you're one of the most popular men in the, in this country? Yes, that's nice to hear. I like that. Yes. Ich wusste gar nicht, dass er so berühmt ist hier in unserem Land, in Nordrhein-Westfalen. I heard you made a big film in Cannes. You introduced it there, yes. and uh, you're a breakdancer there. Yes, Body Rock is the name of the film. Body Rock. 